Hello everyone and welcome to episode 71 of the Unlocking British English podcast, a podcast where I talk about a variety of different topics in real British English so that you can improve your listening comprehension, learn a little bit more about British culture and about how to learn languages more effectively. My name is Shane and in today's episode I'm going to talk to you guys about why we have so many random weird little accents here in the UK. For such a small little island it's quite surprising how many different local accents and differences there can be and so I thought I'd talk a little bit about why that has actually happened uh, in today's episode. So yeah, before we jump into it, just a couple of quick reminders as always. Firstly, if you have any suggestions for future episodes of the podcast, if there's something that you would like me to talk about, then please feel free to get in touch. You can contact me on Instagram at unlockingbritishenglish or you can email me unlockingbritishenglish.com. Also, if you would like to download transcripts for this episode or any of the previous episodes, you can do that for free on the website that is www.unlockingbritishenglish.com. And I've just realised that that is what I said when I said about the email, which is not right. So the email, sorry, is unlockingbritishenglish at gmail.com. Anyway, so let's get into the episode. So like I say, it's such a small little island, well certainly compared to a lot of other countries, and yet within the UK there are a lot of different local accents and dialects. Uh, It's very common for you to be able to drive for an hour or two hours in any direction and hear almost a completely different uh, accent, a completely different version almost of of English. Um, And so, you know, when we look at other countries we always see that there are different accents and slightly different variations, different dialects, Um, but there are lots of examples of other countries that are a lot bigger than the UK but they don't have quite the same level of variation and and, um, it's not the the variations themselves are not quite as big let's say. Um, From my experience uh, as little as it is Russia, Russian, sorry the language Russian is a good Uh, example of that. There are, of course, different variations of Russian, but considering the size of the country, you might expect to see uh, a lot more than you you actually do when we compare to, like, UK, for example. So anyway, why is this? Why does this actually happen? Well, basically, dialects and accents develop when groups of language users, groups of people that speak a certain language, live in relative isolation, which is to say they live without regular contact with other people that use the same language. Um, So this of course happened a lot more historically where you would have smaller groups of people living in the same country but you didn't necessarily have the same methods of transport, the same necessity to move around a lot so you had lots of different groups of people that didn't really spend much time speaking or communicating with people from other parts of the country. Um, And so that is just how dialects and accents develop in general. Um, So let's quickly talk about, you know, what is an accent and what is a dialect? What is the difference between those two things? An accent is literally just how someone pronounces the word, like the style of pronunciation. But the word itself is the same and it's used um, in exactly the same way. All of the vocabulary and the grammar is the same. But with a dialect, 
what changes is not just the pronunciation but also someone's actual general vocabulary and grammar so it's not just the way someone says a word that is different there might actually be a, a different word used to represent the same thing or the same idea um, and maybe there's some slightly different grammar it's often going to be uh, understandable to other speakers of the same language but there's going to be just some slight differences so an accent is just uh, how you say something and and then your accent is just a product of your environment right if you're born in London you'll speak with a London accent if you're born in Newcastle you will speak with a Newcastle accent um, and that's just because that's what you're exper experiencing right that's what you're exposed to uh, that's what you hear around you and so you imitate that um, and you know when it's quite interesting sometimes with younger children, uh, if you move, if you grow up in one place and then you move to a new place uh, that has a, a, you know, a different accent, often younger children can end up having a bit of a blend, a bit of a mixture of both of these things because it seems like your your accent is affected a lot more at a younger age, you know, if you move to a new city as an adult. Uh, often you won't see very many changes in the way that that person pronounces things. Uh, but anyway, you know, an accent is just a product of your environment. You speak like the people that you are surrounded by. And so the English language has always been a pretty mixed bag of diverse words and sounds and structures and usages and things. There's, there's no point in time where... English has been like identical across the country and it's very unlikely that it ever will be um, and if you've listened to the episode about why English spelling is so weird that I did a little while ago um, you know you'll be aware of some of these things that the UK has you know quite a a storied history we could say in terms of different groups of people coming into the country invading taking over changing things you know the UK started off as more of like a Celtic country then you have the Anglo-Saxons coming over from what we would now know as sort of Germany uh, they come over uh, then later years we have Vikings coming in we have the Normans coming in um, from you know what northern France uh, you have the Romans coming in and you know so each time a new group of people comes in and conquers and takes over they change things about the politics they change things about the philosophy and they change things within the language so we've had lots of different people take our language and change it to try and fit maybe some other elements of their their original native language and then you have these elements of isolation um, different groups or different parts of the country maybe are being controlled by different groups or different factions uh, there have been several times where you have you know uh, half of the country supporting the Anglo-Saxons and then the other half of the country supporting you know kind of more of the Vikings and um, the Danish Norwegian and things like that um, anyway there's all kinds of reasons why people have been separated and, and, and language has changed and things like that. Um, historically, there has been a lot of different people coming into the UK and changing things. Um, and so there's never really been one point where English has been, you know, the same throughout. Um, and it's even less likely um, that that will happen in the future, right? We, uh, we live in 
you know, in, in a very multicultural world. Um, and, and secondly, since sort of the second half of the 20th century, you know, post Second World War, we've seen uh, a lot more social mobility. We've seen a lot more people moving around between different countries, getting citizenship in different countries compared to before. You know, we're seeing a lot more people um, mixing in different places and different countries. Um, and so, yeah, we also have the, um, uh, we've experienced, I say we as a country, like the, the United Kingdom, um, you know, there's been a lot more kind of immigration as well, because uh, through the the breaking down of the British colony, right through the process of decolonization and the development of the Commonwealth, um, you know, there's been a lot more people that have again been able to come to the UK to move uh, here and live here, and different groups of people from different parts of the world. And obviously, as they integrate, they learn English, but they also bring some of their own traditions, their own cultures, and things like that. Um, and so. Uh, yeah, the process of decolonization as well has had a has had a big effect because we've had a lot of people coming from these different countries. These, um, well, I, I guess I maybe should just try and briefly explain the the idea of the Commonwealth, just in case uh, people aren't aren't aware. So. Um, again, yeah, the Commonwealth was born of the decolonization. So the 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 deforming of the British Empire, of the British colonies, um, you know, allowing self-governance, you know, people looking after their own countries, not just answering to the crown and things like that. Uh, and so the, the purpose of the Commonwealth, uh, it's a voluntary thing to, to join. And the idea, at least in theory, is is for just in international cooperation and to advance economics and social development um, so it allows these different countries that are part of the commonwealth to work together to aid each other to help each other um, and and ensure you know everything goes smoothly basically um, and so it, well I'm not a politician but I'm you know I'm sure there are other elements to that you know I'm, I'm sure that uh, the UK as a state you know, obviously they were going through decolonization, but it's not exactly clear that everyone was so happy about that, right? So maybe some parts of the Commonwealth have to do with, you know, maintaining a certain link to some of these countries and different things. Anyway, all of that is all speculation and not entirely relevant because the reason I brought all of that up was just to, um, yeah, to introduce the idea that through the forming of the Commonwealth, through these different deals and agreements that we've made with all of these different countries. There's 54 states or countries, I think, that are involved in the Commonwealth. Almost all of them are former territories of the British Empire. Um, but because of the different deals, agreements, and everything that we have going on through that, there has been uh, yeah, new waves of immigration, people being able to come to the UK to live and work. And, um, and so... Yeah, we have all these people bringing, you know, fresh dialects and accents and things like that that enrich the linguistic landscape, as it were. Um, and yeah, you know, especially in certain urban areas, you can see quite commonly uh, in different cities in, in the UK, uh, areas that are quite heavily populated with different groups of people, whether it be people of, of Asian uh, descent or Caribbean descent. Um, you know, there's there's a couple of quite uh, famous examples let's say you know you see 
um, a lot of Jamaican people in London and that has created kind of not like a new version of the language, right, but this mixture of some of the uh, Creoles and different languages that were spoken in Jamaica and some of the slang that has been blended with, you know, English language and English slang and stuff like that. And so you have this kind of London Jamaican. It's like a recognised dialect somewhat of English or uh, Bradford Asian English where you have a lot of um, people from from countries like India, Pakistan or different places um, that, that live uh, yeah, in, in Bradford and again where you have these concentrations of people um, that are integrating into new culture, new language and stuff, you get this blend and so now there are, you know, different phrases, different terms, different slang or even different bits of vocabulary that would be attributed to what would be recognized as Bradford Asian English, which again, it's not a whole new language, not a whole different thing, it's just this slightly different um, dialect of things. And so, yeah, through through lots of different reasons, historically, um, there have been, you know, mixing and matching of different cultures, there have been different people that have been not completely isolated, but when you live in close-knit groups uh, and you don't have lots of regular contact with other speakers of the same language, again, you have these uh, more specific accents and dialects and things like that that start to that start to develop and so yeah you know as the modern world becomes increasingly connected um, it's, it's unlikely that you know we will see you know this one unified sense of of English or, or any given language as it were you know because um, you know there's always a lot of variation um, there is such a thing that linguists call uh, dialect leveling which is where you know, sometimes when there is you know just so much mixing of different languages and different dialects and different pronunciations and things like that over time the differences between these different dialects seem to sort of uh, to level out right they seem to sort of vanish a little bit to disappear somewhat um, you know there's there's lots of different theories as to why this could be and a lot of people are uh, interested in the effects of social media and how that might affect um, you know different dialects and pronunciations and things like that where lots of people are communicating in this kind of shortened written format um, you know how will that affect the spoken language and things but uh, in general it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem likely sorry that we will ever you know reach a point where we have this just one standardized version of a language because we have lots of different elements that come in and and have an effect and and um, yeah make these different changes and so but it is something that people are interested in and people are researching and, and different things because um, you know it's an important and relevant part of our life like we, like I said we you know we're living in an ever more connected world you know we all live surrounded by people of all kinds of different um, nationalities and, and cultures and things like that and so how we all merge with uh, or how we all come together linguistically or whatever is an important part of our ability to be able to to cooperate to help each other to work together and um, all that kind of stuff so yeah basically there's loads of random weird different variations of UK pronunciations uh, accents and things like that because 
over the years through history there have been lots of different groups uh, of people having lots of different influences on the language and then you have this natural element of semi-isolation where uh, especially you know uh, more in history where groups of people were less likely to be coming into other groups of people that were other speakers of that language so you only ever really speak to people that live in your town and so everyone starts to speak the same there are less variations and so um, it becomes yeah the, this its own version of the English accent let's say so yeah I think that is everything that I wanted to try and cover today so I hope you guys have found it useful and or interesting as usual um, yeah if you want to get in touch with me to give me your thoughts about the podcast or su to suggest other subjects that I can talk about in other podcast episodes feel free to get in contact with me on Instagram or by email but yeah uh, that's it for today I hope you've enjoyed it thank you very much for listening and I look forward to speaking to you again in the next episode